0: you're listening to the Manfulness Podcast, episode number two. Hello everybody and welcome to the next episode, episode number two of the Manfulness Podcast. Um, As always, I want to thank you for taking the time to have a listen. Um, Today's episode is all about uh, being the provider I've been doing a lot of work with men over the years, and know this for myself: is this whole idea of um, we being the provider, and I and I think you know maybe a lot of that is ingrained in us from a very long age. Um, I think that's also part of our DNA and our our biology. Maybe that hunter-gathererness of us to go out there and provide for our family. And, you know, today's podcast is just discussing for men, like, is that all we are? Is that all we're good for? Is uh, just to be providers and provide for, my, for our family. And I think it caused a lot of issues for me and in my relationships. And it definitely challenged me as a father, um, this kind of idea of being the provider. Because in some respects, yes, we, we are a provider. We... we you know, we want to provide for our families. We want to make sure our children have the best. We want to make sure that they're safe and that they're secure and that we protect the ones that we love. And I think that's all good. I think that's, that's, that's a great side of being a man. I think that's, it makes us feel good, it makes us feel validated and important. I think where we run into the issue is when we think that's all we are, you know, and that's all we need to do. You know, and I, I see how that identity of being the provider gets really shaken for a man when things don't go, when life doesn't go well. You know, like what happens when you lose a job and you aren't earning any money? You know, what happens when your wife starts making more money than you? You know, um, these are uncomfortable times because especially when your your masculinity, your identity is really based on. Being that provider, and then all of a sudden, you know what? You can't provide, or you're not the main breadwinner. And we're, you know, we're we're in a time now where we're talking about equality for women in terms of pay. Um, We're talking about equality between the sexes in terms of different types of job roles, Um, and I think that's awesome. I think it's great. I, I, I'm a big believer. There's nothing a woman can't do that a man can do. Um, I definitely believe that there are some areas that we are better in than others um just just naturally um, but i don 't think that there 's any difference in terms of how we should get paid or what're what we 're what we're capable of doing but you know you you look at this you look at this idea of for the longest time men have been the provider you know we 've bought the bacon home, and we 've been the ones that look after our family and now we 're kind of faced with a world where women are doing it, women are providing for their family they 're bringing in the money they 're bringing in the bread and you know i noticed with me i definitely had an issue with this i started to question well what's my worth <laughs> you know like how how do, how does how does this fit with the way i see myself because if i'm not the main breadwinner or if at least i'm now even well it, that part of my validation is now in, in jeopardy or, or i feel a bit lost and countless of conversations with many men and this is A really big fucking issue Like this really Hits home for them really hard And I think What also You know Really struggled with 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 me Was like Was admitting that You know Because You know um, Admitting to myself That Being the provider Or not being the provider Or being equal Provider um, Really had an impact On my well-being And how I saw myself And I think What it leads to is this redefinition, or a discussion around identity for men and masculinity, and what it actually means. And um, you know, as I as I navigated it with Erica, so you know, I've run a business for a very long time, being a personal trainer and running a gym. And you know, business is tough. You know, sometimes you're on top of the world and you're killing it, and other times things are a little bit harder. And I definitely found with having a physical premises, you know, the stakes are high, the expenses are higher, and you know, you're trying to, you know, keep, you know, pay for a lot of costs and keep a lot of expenses, and 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 that you know that affects cash flow in a big way. So I was on that journey, and then you know, my wife has, uh, if if you guys don't already know, is the queen of confidence, and she has a an amazing podcast called The Confidence Chronicles, and she is a life coach, a confidence coach. And she's a mother. Um, and she is just killing it in that space, um, helping women live their full full lives. Um, you know, empower them, um, help them work through their issues and their stuff. And, she, and she's doing it on one on one, and now in a group co- coaching format called the Sisterhood, um, which I'm proud to be also a part of. So that's you know, my wife's killing it, man. You know what I mean? Like she's out there. Um, you know, don't get me wrong In the beginning it was tough And we struggled And, you know, well, we both put in the effort and, and now this business is really taking off And, and you know, there was a point where she was just, you know Killing it and taking more money than me In fact, she's still taking more money than me And I, it, it really fucking bothered me at, at one point I was really like Man, I'm, I'm letting the team down That's really how I felt I felt like I was letting the team down I felt like a Less of a man I was like, do I should I become a stay-at-home dad now like is that is that what I, my role should be? you know like it was a very confusing time um, and you know i I because of her business being so busy, you know i had I had to which I enjoy doing take care of the kids more and look after them and have more of a ample role in in their lives and getting them going because you know she's drawn away with the requirements of her business and, 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 and her clients. And, you know, there was there was kind of this really uncomfortable position where I kind of beating myself up about it, go back to work and try to push a bit harder and try to make more sales and try to put more clients on and just get myself busier and busier. And, you know, it drove me to the ground of exhaustion. And it was also that resentment was starting to kick in a bit because even though she had never said anything or she never made me feel this way, I made myself feel like... Um, She's not happy with me You know, She's probably looks down on me She probably, you know, like I I really lost that um, Feeling of being that man and that provider And I felt like less in the relationship You know, I didn't feel like You know, the man that wanted to Take control of her and have sex And be that, you know, be that man in the relationship I, I started to become like a little boy Again, you know And it was all because of this kind of feeling of not providing anymore and I think one day I just I was it was so built up in me and I was about to burst when I was like you know what I really need to talk to her about it and I need to chat to her about it because I'm like feeling these emotions of feeling shit and feeling like crap and less of a man and one of the best things that my mentors have taught me and the best things that my I have learned over the years is how to communicate correctly and please don't get me wrong I was fucking shit at communicating, and I'm still working on it. I'm no, I'm not the best at it by any means, but I'm definitely a lot better than what I used to. And when I say communicating, communicating how I feel, um, communicating my thoughts, and just try, and trying to communicate effectively as well, you know. So not just let things build up and be like, ah, oh, fucking, fucking this, and you're fucking this, and da da da, because that's obviously wasteful communication. But learning that I am emotional. And I'm an emotional being just because I'm a man, and that it's okay to have emotions, and that you know once you can understand them, and sit with them, um, and take a moment of reflection, which is what I need, I'm able to communicate better what I'm feeling and explain it to somebody else, let alone explain it to myself. So, the biggest the biggest thing that helped me was was learning to communicate, and so I set Erica down, and you know we had a conversation about I, how I felt. And I'm like, man, I I feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm not helping enough. And her response was just perfect. She was like, honey, you know what? We're a team. And it doesn't matter whether the money comes from here or the money comes from there. And whether you look after the kids or whether I look after kids, we're doing it together as a team. And you know what? There's been times in our lives when you've supported me. Like when this business was growing, you know, it was just you were income. And then it was flipped. And then I'm being the income. And just where we are at this very moment, I'm earning more money than you. You know, and who knows, that might change, and our, reverse, our roles could be reversed, or we might come back to even again. And I can't tell you how good that made just having that conversation made me feel. It just took all this pressure off. I realized that we weren't in competition with each other about who was doing more and who was doing less, which is fucking ridiculous when you think about it because we're both on the same team. And it was just nice to hear her go, listen. It, this makes no difference. You're not less of a man, or I'm. I'm not angry at you or resentful of you because you're not bringing in as much. Um, it doesn't. It makes no difference, you know. And you know what? What we did from then was sit down and have financial meetings. We had weekly discussions about where things are going and what was coming in. And so again, it felt like we were both on the same teams discussing how we run our business and also the business of our family. Because sometimes running a family is just it's like another business, you know. You've gotta pay for things, you've gotta get people to certain places, you've gotta look after things. It's like it's like having another business. So it, it really um, it really put my mind at ease. And the funny thing was once I really started to relax into that, you know, the money came, you know, the the opportunities came. It's like the income raised the moment I started to let go of the fact that I wasn't doing enough or being enough. So it was a really big lesson for me and I think, you know, like I said, I see it in the same sort of story happening with a lot of guys of being this provider and when it's not going according to plan and they kind of push and work harder and sometimes it's just having that conversation either with your partner or sometimes just with yourself and go, you know what, it doesn't matter how much I'm earning or where I am on the scale of things, Um, it's just a snapshot and things can change very rapidly and I'm more than that. The second part of this as well about being the provider and making that identity for men as well is is realizing that that's not just what we are. We're not just a provider of income or wealth or sustenance, but we're emotional providers as well and we need to be emotional providers. Like you need to be there. If you have kids, you need to be available. You know, I I noticed this for myself. It's like if I'm doing the hard day's work and I'm bringing in the the food and I'm putting food on the table and paying for this house, well then, everybody has to piss off. Or let me sit in my armchair and watch TV because I've done a hard day's work, and the wife needs to cook me a meal, and that's how it is. And no one needs to talk to me till I'm ready to talk because I've I'm I've brought it in. And you know, my dad was like that. My dad was very much like that. You know, he was a provider. He was not the emotionally available. He wasn't the one that gave us love and affection. That was my mum's role, even though my mum was also working three jobs and also cooking and cleaning. ...and doing everything else in the house... ...but because my dad was the main provider... that ...that's all he needed to do... ...you know, he was a disciplinarian... ...he was the authority... ...he made the decisions... ...that was his role... ...and that was it... ...and I think many of us guys in this generation... ...have grown up with that... ...and we end up doing the fucking same... ...you know... ...and it's just not good enough anymore... ...it's just... ...it's not how things are... ...women do just as much work... ...bring just as much income... If, if anything, do, do 10 times more. And I think what I really started to see was that not only am I a provider of, you know, the money that comes in, but I, I also need to be a provider of emotion and love. And and my boys need that, you know, that masculine role model, that, that dad role model in their lives, just as much as they need a mom, you know? And so I need to be there for them. I need to listen to them. They know They need to know what it's like, for a man to express his emotions because if i don't, then how are they going to know you know how are they going to know how to express themselves or how to be as men if i 'm not providing that for them? How are little girls are supposed to know what it is for men to express emotion if their fathers never expressed that like it works both ways you know so it, it actually means that it's actually more important for me to be that emotional giver, that emotional provider, just as much as it is to be a financial provider. And the, the funny thing is, that actually made me more complete, you know? Like, when it was with just the money provider, it was never enough. It was never enough. I always had to earn more, be more, do more, provide more. And it was like, un, it was unsatiable. I had to constantly fuel it. It was never enough. But once I started to really see that I was not just a financial provider, but I was also an emotional provider... It was so much more satisfying. It was so much more satisfying to see my boys give me a hug and give me a kiss and to look forward to me coming home and wanting to lay with me and wanting them for me to dress them in the mornings and to be the one to pick them up at night. And that that was awesome because I was building a relationship with them. And when I compare it to my dad look, Don't get me wrong, I love my dad And my dad has done a 180 degree change He's like, not this person anymore But I felt like I didn't know my dad Or have a relationship with my dad as I grew up He was in the distance while my mum was very close You know, I wouldn't share deep secrets Or deep things about myself with my dad But I would with my mum, to a degree She freaks out too much But you know what, You know, I would, share, I would be more open with her and I'm realizing how important that is for my boys, that they know that they can talk to me and they can come to me and they share things with me. And like I said, that's been actually healing for me. It's been fulfilling for me to have that relationship with my children, especially because my wife birthed these kids, you know, like they, she carried them in her belly. She, she'll always have a special relationship with them, you know, a relationship that I probably will never understand. You know, she she grew them in her body, I mean, fuck, you know, and even through that, the birthing process, you know, the pregnancy, you're not really that involved, I mean, you can be as much as you can be, but you're not going through what she's going through, you're not feeling the things that she's feeling, so it's almost like this baby comes along, and you're like, what the fuck, you know, <laughs> okay, hey, how are you, what the, you know, let's kind of get to know each other, and, you know, for the first year of that child's life, all they want is their mama, I and mean, then they're feeding them, they want to be close to them, they want to touch them. And so you're kind of in this kind of weird place now where, you know, your, your wife's boobs are not your boobs anymore That you have to share them with this other one, This you know, who's sucking on them 24-7 So you're like, fuck, hey man, come on, I don't even know you and you're taking these titties away from me Like, what the hell? So, you know, it's it's hard So you, you have to you have to develop this relationship And I think what guys, most guys do as well I don't need to do that I just need to be the provider And I'll just go and work And I'll bring home the bacon Bring home the money And that's as far as I need to do And as far as love and relationship And emotional support goes Well, that's for the wife I think that's a big mistake for men and I think that's where we start to go wrong you know. And I think that's really where we need to start Changing things And start realizing that we provide emotion And we need to provide emotion Not just for our children But for ourselves, man For ourselves Because this, the relationship i have with my children is everything and the love that they give me is everything and the love that i give them is everything and none of the money none of the houses and the cars and anything that i could possibly attain materially means anything if not for the, my kids and i honestly mean that so guys think about that See, if if you if you're a guy listening now and this resonates with you um yeah, think about that. If you're if you're in that situation where you're you're struggling with being the provider, it, it might need, mean that you need to take a, a different look at it, a different aspect. It might mean you need to have a conversation with your partner if you have one about the roles that you're playing and the changes in the roles. And if it's and if you're not a part of your kid's life, if you don't feel like you're emotionally available for it, do yourself a favor and and be that. Find that. Create that. Because. It will be the best thing that you will ever do in your entire lives. And I know you're a man, you want it. You know, even if you pretend like you don't, you do. So um, I hope that helps. Um, I hope that's something that you can um, relate to. Um, thank you again for listening to the podcast. Um, Please connect. Please connect. That's where it all happens. This is a conversation. You know, maybe you've had a different experience to what I've experienced. um, But I want to hear from you. I want to know what you're feeling. So connect with me on Instagram uh, at Manfulness. Um, Just search Manfulness um, in Instagram and you'll see me there. Please connect. Please DM me. I would love to hear from you. Um, Yeah, thank you. Thank you once again. um, And more podcasts to come um, in the future. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.